How is it going, people of the interwebs? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1, a.k.a. Episode 26, if you're keeping count that way, of the Reverend Babble Podcast. And I am sorry to whoever's ears I just damaged. I'm just super hyped and excited. Welcome to the Reverend Babble Podcast once again. My name is Cody Kelly. Are you are you are you talking? I'm deaf now. Oh, okay. I'm. Uh, oh, well, my, my name's not deaf. I'm just somewhat. You know, you're just kind my of ears are ringing. But hey, yeah, your ears are ringing now hey, after this, my talking. This is Neil Huntley. What's going on, everybody? We <laughs> we, we we are made our our. I don't even know what adjective to use. Our triumphant return. Yes. To the internets, all six of them now. I think it's 2021, so it went from all three internets to all six. Six of internets. Them. We yes. Doubled. So. Man, it feels good to be back. It feels amazing to be back, man. I've been looking forward to this ever since. Um, I think the last time that an episode um, was put on was October or November. No, it was November, I think, was was the last episode that was posted. It was like early part of November. Yeah. So we're going on almost three months that we haven't had an episode, man. And I'm just really excited to come back and do more reverent abling. Absolutely, With man. you, man. If, if, like I said, if, it feels good to be back. You know, sports has been happening left and right. Oh, yeah. Sports. I know uh, that. we got two of the top leagues and the, I guess you want to call prime of their season right now. Yeah. One's, one's getting towards the middle. One's getting to a close. But we'll talk about that in our weekly score. I about forgot what the name of the segment was, Cody. Yeah, I know. So long. We got some rust to work out. I brought the WD-40 somewhere. I can't remember where it is. We'll spray the rust out, get everything running smoothly once again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, uh, you're a little bit less rusty than I am because you actually did a few episodes, you know, while I was doing school stuff. But but still, either way, it has been a while. Yeah, and for I, sure. I have been in front of a microphone a few times. Yes, you since, have. Since With, uh, like, all Christmas the... Because all the youth stuff. All, all the Zoom calls and Instagram lives. And, uh, thank, I mean, that the microphone's come in handy for that because, yeah, you know, I can't hear it when I'm doing the broadcast, but y'all can hear it. And when I listen back to it, I'm impressed with how... How good it sounds. It's not just, you know, iPhones are cool and all, but their microphones aren't the best. But they're not that is true. the best either. But uh, it's, you know, it's it's been a different time at, at, at church with slowly getting back into a normal schedule right. again. Right. Right. All over again. Second or third time again. Feels like. But, you know, we've been making it work. And, you know, just like everybody else has been making it work, we're making it work. And we've made it work here to be back in studio, back in the studio in Viva Marsh Vegas, home of Randy Travis. I don't have a song to reference today, but I'll get one next week. Hey, that's all right, man. You know, it's all about taking those it's all about taking those little steps, getting back in the getting back in the groove of everything. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right. Well, so in Reverend Babel tradition, I have to ask, Neil, what's new with you? Well, for the sake of time, I'm not gonna say what's new with me since the beginning of November. That's I will true. Say we had a good Thanksgiving, a very good Christmas, and a good a good New Year's Day. It's a New Year's twenty twenty one, that's debatable, you know, <laughs> for as a whole, but it, it we had a great holiday season. How yes. about that, Cody? Um, Graham got some awesome toys. He's still, you know, running r- running around like crazy, growing like a weed, saying new phrases every single day and just continuing to make me and my wife Amber laugh constantly. <laughs> um, but newest with me was uh, we actually took a day trip to the mountains this past weekend. Okay. In um, we went up. We've been planning this for a while. Uh, we've actually been planning this since Christmas because one of Amber's Christmas gifts didn't work out that I got her. Okay. And one of the ones that she got me didn't work out. She actually got me tickets to the season finale, the Panthers versus the Saints. Oh, really? Okay. Me and my dad were supposed to go to the game. It was right after Christmas, you know, things like that. Right. And with COVID numbers going up, and they're still going up right now. Yeah. With them going up at that time, they decided to only allow friends and family of both the Panthers and Saints in the game and not just the general public. And okay. Unfortunately, I'm part of the general public when it comes to that category. Unfortunately, yes. You know, I did I did uh, direct message Jeremy Chin, um, Taylor Moten. Um, <laughs> let's see who else did I message. I messaged, I think... Uh, I hope you messaged uh, Robbie Anderson and told him who... Sir Per was well, again, just I, I to make t- sure he I was told right. Him I was an avid bear hunter, and if he had any problems with that bear, okay. Know, but it was, it was Mike Davis too, saying, you know, how, what do I need to do to be considered a family or a friend to get into this game? Because I wanted to go. I didn't care if they win, won or lost by forty, which they almost did anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I just wanted to go. You know, right? Being a season finale, but that didn't work out. Long story short, so me and Amber both said, you know what? Since these didn't work out, let's just take a day trip to the mountains. 
uh, Martin Luther King weekend. Since we both had Monday off, we could do a Saturday, and I feel like we just you know used our whole weekend. Uh huh. But it was it was gorgeous up there. We 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 rode up the Tweetsie Railroad. Um, nice. It's closed, of course, but we rode around just to look at it, kind of reminisce on childhood stuff. And right. it started to snow when we were at Tweetsie. And oh, that's cool. It didn't stop snowing the whole day. We rode around, found one of our favorite waterfalls uh, right off the of Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, we went back into Boone, went all up and down the shops on the main street. Oh, and, yeah. Um, ate at Lost Province, which is a really good place to eat. And I uh, went to Mystery Hill, which if oh you the Mystery Hill place, here, oh that's, yeah, that's a cool place. Went to the Blowing Rock, saw it snowing upside down, which was <laughs> awesome. I got a video of that too. It's just an all around great weekend, and it did not stop snowing until we went back down the hill into Lenore, which is obviously really cool, you know, because around here you pretty much get a couple flakes, and everyone says it's snowing. Yeah, exactly. you know, so going up there and actually seeing snow, and obviously you know getting to spend the weekend with your wife, and it's all y'all. Or both of y'all, not all of y'all, there's only two of you, you know, but like both of y'all just going up there, hanging out, having a good time over over that weekend. I'm sure y'all had a really great time, man. Yeah, and you know, the thing that impressed me, I mean, the sights are amazing, you know, and the, you know, the legend of Blowing Rock with the way the wind blows up that mountain, seeing yeah. the snow upside down, basically. But the thing that blew my mind the most, Cody, was how good the roads were up there and how really? well prepared they were for just down here. That If it snowed down here in Union County like it did in Watauga County, up there, yes, I know my North Carolina counties. You can quiz me later on. Okay, <laughs> um, if it did that down here, what it was doing up there that day, the whole county be shut down. Really, nobody, nobody be going anywhere. Now there were some side roads that were completely covered. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but my truck's not four wheel drive. Okay, and I was going through turns, going up and down mountains left and right. Didn't slide a single single time. Nice. I was so impressed with how good they keep their roads up there. Almost kind of jealous. Yeah, <laughs> but what's new with you, man? All right, well. As you said, I'm not going to recap everything that happened between November and now, obviously, because it's been a while. But like, as far as my Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all that stuff goes, it was good. It was obviously a little bit weird, you know, kind of not being able to go with the whole family and sure. seeing the whole family and all that stuff, you know, you know, like that was obviously a little bit strange for me, as I'm sure it was a lot of other people too, you know, who are used to going to certain places and hang out with certain yeah. family members for the holidays, you know, but. Overall, though, it was actually pretty fun, you know, well, like, you know, like, obviously for what it was for uh, Thanksgiving, we didn't really do too much. We just kind of all hung out together. When I say all, I'm talking about me and my parents. We just all hung out the house and watched some football, obviously. So that was fun for Christmas. We went to my aunt's house. It was just me and my parents and my aunt and uncle and my grandma. So it wasn't near as much as the normal load up there, you know, but that was fun. We kept our social distancing uh, protocols as obviously as best we could. Obviously, when you're in one house with a bunch of people, it's kind of hard to do that. But, you know, we did okay. And then for Christmas, it was just me and my parents at home again. We had a really nice uh, Christmas feast, which was really nice. I I tried to eat a ton, but, you know, I, you know, but, like, it's always weird because that's one of the things you always look forward to with Christmas and Thanksgiving or whatever is you get all, all the, you know, these big meals and then you eat for about five minutes and then you're full. So like all that anticipation is oh, yeah. not for well, much. What What's the kicker or what's the good thing for me is the leftovers. The, yes. I think, I think the day after Thanksgiving and the day after Christmas, that food tastes twice as, twice as good. If not three times as good. You can't beat. Oh yeah, for sure. You can't beat a turkey and cranberry sauce sandwich the day after. Uh, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's like, once you put that in, heat it back up, and heat it again the next day, it's really good for it's sure. It's almost like the cooking process and the cooling off and the refrigeration and then reheating it. It's yes. almost like a marinade or something. I'm not sure what it is. Right. And that thing, and that, well, now we're talking about food. This is not a culinary podcast. <laughs> but uh, the, th- the same thing goes for day-old spaghetti. Day-old spaghetti tastes way better than freshly made spaghetti. That is true. That is true for sure. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about that. <laughs> there you go. I don't really know what else to say about that. But, yeah, so, like, overall, my – Holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that was really good. Uh, okay, to your point about going on a trip last weekend, I also went on a trip last weekend to North Greenville University. Ooh. So I went to a campus visit. Well, it wasn't really a campus visit as much as it was like an event that they had going on where you could um, obviously tour the campus, which I already had done. But, you know, it's always nice to go back and check because, you know, like if you're not used to the area, it's nice to know a little bit about before you go there, sure. you know, and like, uh, so we got to tour the campus, but the good thing for me though, that was new is that I got to meet the professors of the, of the communications department nice. of the school, you know, and that's the department I'm going to be doing my major in broadcast media in. Absolutely. So 
So I got to meet a couple of the professors there. So that was really cool. I got to enjoy that. I got to learn a lot more about that as well as other financial and other stuff, you know, all the fun stuff about college, all the money and everything yeah. like that, you know, but, but especially at a private school, right? Right. <laughs> they don't, oh yeah, they, for sure. They don't get none of that state funding down in Tigerville. No, not really. No, mm-mm. unfortunately not. But overall, though, I really had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Got to learn, like I said, a lot more information about the college. Had a really good time off, I guess you could call it, or break between the podcast episodes with the holidays and everything like that. So overall, it's been pretty good, man. So I know that was a really long answer, but yes, that's what's new with me. We we had plenty (laughs) of time to catch up, so we needed to use some time to catch up. Yeah. Absolutely. That's for sure, man. All right. Well, cool deal. Well, Cody's got the double play Devo coming up. And then we got some sports coming up, and one of my buddies that helped us continue to podcast until the holiday season, James, will be joining us to talk football. All right, and we're back. Welcome to the first double play Devo of season two. I'm really I have been really looking forward to this obviously. I've been looking forward to obviously this the whole podcast coming back as a whole. I've been looking forward to this and uh yeah. But the topic that I wanted to talk about for this podcast is, you know, obviously it's the first podcast of 2021. It hasn't been that long since 2021 started. Yeah, it's been a whole 19 days. Oh, I know. And it already feels like it's been a little bit longer than that. It already feels like it's been a little bit longer than that. But anyway, with all that being put aside, I just thought that since with it being a brand new year, brand new season and everything, I thought it would only be fitting to talk about uh, 2021 and just the our perspective on the new year and just what this new year could mean for all of us and okay. just and just kind of a different perspective maybe we can have on it the title i have for this i'm not usually one for putting uh titles like on lessons or or lessons or messages or sermons whatever you want to call it but for this one i thought it was a pretty cool title it's called a new approach to 2021 so neil 2020 was a crazy year wasn't it to say the least to say the least it was a pretty crazy year let me just give you just a couple of things that happened in 2020. You, you narrowed it down to only a couple? Well, two or three, yeah. <laughs> so a few. I, I, I'm just going to narrow it down to a few. <laughs> Not a few, several? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, what you got? All right, well, one, we obviously had a pandemic that spanned the entire we did? globe. Yes. Oh. Well, we still do. But oh, we still do. Yeah. Well, we still do, but it started then. You're right. You know, but like, and obviously that was a huge impact on basically the world as we know as a whole. I mean, like what what was normal, everything changed. And it's and to a certain extent it's still that way even now. So that was one thing. Obviously, you know, we had some tension in a lot of different areas throughout our country, you know, whether it be political, racial, whatever. I'm not obviously gonna sit here and talk about all that stuff, but I'm just saying that was another big event that yeah. happened in 2020 for sure and for us uh and for us <clears throat> fans of sports we had a lot of sports icons pass away yeah this, in 2020 you know like we had a lot of iconic sports icons obviously back at the beginning of the year we had kobe bryant that seems like it was five years ago it seems like it was such a long time ago but what's weird is that when this podcast airs because today's the 19th it'll, it'll be, be 21st it'll be 21st and this is released it'll be like almost a year wow since that happened that's then, insane that's insane you know so obviously we had Kobe Bryant we had um uh Tom Seaver legendary pitcher for the New York Mets a lot of other baseball players yep. too and for us uh and for us people around this area Kevin Green mm-hmm. uh legends in the yep. NFL legend obviously for both the Steelers and the Panthers yep. he was a NFL hall of famer hall of famer i think he was third all time in sacks mm-hmm. if i'm not wrong you know, so like obviously all of that happened in 2020, and that's just the big stuff we hear on the news. That's not to mention all of the stuff that, whether it's me or you, Neil, or even the listeners on the show, or just people all around the world have had their own personal hardships and struggles, and absolutely that they have had to go through in 2020. Yep. You know, so just to say the least, 2020 was a pretty uh, rough and crazy year for sure. You know, but with that being said, with it being a new year, being it a new year turned to 2021. I know it may not have gotten off to the best start, but each year, whenever a year comes, whenever a year passes, we always think of it as new year 
your opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you know, and it's like whenever it comes time for the end of the year, we always try to make quote unquote New Year's resolutions sure. or things that we want to change or things that we want to do to get better and improve ourselves, just improve our, you know, just improve our lives, just the way that we see things and the way we go about doing things, you know, and like, uh, for us that can range from a a lot of different things, you know, it could be, I want to lose that 10, 15 pounds that I've been wanting to lose. You know, for some of us, it could be, I want to read the Bible more. I want to pray more. I want to draw closer to Jesus. I want to develop that relationship with him more. It could be, I want to spend more time with my family. It could be, I want to yeah. pay off some debt for bills. You know, it could be a whole bunch of different things, you know, and, you know, and obviously one way that we could go about doing this is by writing down all these things I just mentioned and making what we call new year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing, you know, even though we set out to make these things, which are obviously good goals i'm not saying any of what i say is bad goals i don't think any of them are right. bad goals at all it it's just the fact that even though we set out to make these goals a lot of the time we're unsuccessful oh, yeah. in, in those goals for sure i pulled up some stats for you guys i told y'all i was a stat geek yeah do you have do you, i'm sure you have stats on like how many people actually obtain their resolutions right yes for sure all right so statistics show that at least 50 percent of people who make New Year's resolutions fail by the end of January. Wow. So so already <laughs> half of us have failed our 30, New Year's resolutions already. Wow. Or was it 31? 31 days in. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so pretty much half of us have most likely already failed our New Year's resolutions list that we made already. Wow. And it's not even the end of the month yet. Yeah. And, you know, and then these stats go even further to show that 9 out of 10 people who make New Year's res- resolutions fail them by the end of March. So half of them by the end of the first month of the year, basically all of them by the by the end of the first one-fourth of the year. Yeah, first quarter of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. You know, so so basically people who make their New Year's resolutions are by, by a statistical standpoint guaranteed to fail them in just a matter of a couple months. Heck on. So that's just kind of insane to think about for sure. But with that in mind, it kind of raises the question – what makes people who um, have New Year's resolutions successful or unsuccessful? Like, what's the defining thing that makes a person who has New Year's resolutions unsuccessful or successful? Like, what's that main difference? And kind of what I've found out is people who are unsuccessful in their New Year's resolutions, and I've been thinking about this, and I've heard this too, and I kind of, you know, and once I heard this statement, it kind of, made me think about it a little bit. People who are unsuccessful in their resolutions aren't unsuccessful because they have bad goals. Like I said, all of what I mentioned earlier about drawing closer to God, losing weight, paying off debt, all those things are really good goals, obviously. But the reason why they're unsuccessful is not because of the goals, but it's because they have the wrong focus hmm. on how they want to accomplish those goals. Interesting. I like that. Most people's focus is on results rather than the process of getting to the results. Yeah. You know, and that could be the case for... A lot of different things, obviously. I'll raise my hand and say I'm guilty, for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Same here. I mean, it's like I'm guilty of always looking at the results, and that's why I'm not really a patient person. When it comes to, like, projects, I know with me, with school, this is just a little tangent for a minute. You know, it's like when it comes to projects with me for school, I like to focus on just, you know, like, when's this going to be done? How long is it going to take me to get done? And if I find it's going to take me a long time, I'm usually not going to do that well in it because I'm not willing to – go through the process yeah. of making sure this thing gets done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So where I want to take us in scripture, where it talks a little bit about this is in first Timothy chapter one, verses 18 through 20. And Neil, would you mind reading those verses for you me? Said 18 through 20, right? Yes, please. Okay. Thank you. Out of first Timothy chapter one. All right. I'm, I'm not sure if your Bible has this Cody or listeners, your has it, but mine has little subtitles between little sections in scripture. Right. This is called fight the good fight. That's what is the little subtitle in this section is in my, my version, um, which is the new King James version that says this charge. I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck of whom are Hymenius and Alexander whom I delivered to Satan that they may 
learn not to blaspheme. Yeah. I mean, obviously that part at the end there is kind of like, Ooh, you know, that's kind of a big statement there at the end. But like, um, basically what Paul is telling Timothy here is to stay focused on the process, cling to your faith, stay focused on what's important. And with that in mind, there are two, there are two points I want to make as to why is it that we're not successful in accomplishing our resolutions or our goals that we set well, out for ourselves. Well, you're not a true Baptist if you don't have three key points. You know that every Baptist has three points in their lessons. Come on, Cody. Okay. Okay, oh, get, well. Get with the program. Just kidding. Keep going. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I promise next time I'll make points, I'll do better. <laughs> All right, but yeah. Um. So the first of these points as to why we, and when I say we, I'm talking to myself. I'm not just talking to... I'm not just talking to the viewers, I'm saying this to myself too, of why we're not successful in accomplishing our resolutions or our goals that we set out is because we all battle with, uh, we all battle with drifting. Oh yeah. You know, that's how it talked about being shipwrecked in there. I thought that was a good analogy. We all battle with drifting. We set these goals for ourselves, but then we allow ourselves to drift to a place where we lose our focus on our goals and when we do that we also lose our closeness and our connection with jesus too i'm saying this from a spiritual standpoint but obviously this can apply to any of Uh, our yeah absolutely of our goals that we set it's like when we drift away from what we're supposed to do and we allow ourselves to be content with where we're at instead of focusing on the challenge and it is challenging no matter what your goal is whether it's living a good christian life or losing 20 pounds. Both of those goals take a lot of energy and time to focus and get those goals accomplished. And, you know, and obviously there are times where we might have the risk of being complacent and just losing our goals and slowly over time, we'll be drifting away from what's important and focusing on. So that's one reason why I think we're, we're unsuccessful in trying to accomplish our goals is because we allow ourselves to drift away from the main focus of our goals. And like I mentioned earlier, we kind of focus on the results rather than the process of getting to the results. And a second uh, point as to why we're not successful in accomplishing our goals is that we all battle with the need for accountability. Oh yeah. We all battle with the need for accountability because you know, because it's a whole lot easier to focus on doing something when you have someone looking over you, making sure you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whenever... It might be aggravating it sometimes. All right. But it's much needed. Oh, for sure. It's like, you know, whenever you're in school and the teacher leaves the room for a mm-hmm. few minutes. I was thinking the same thing. I was Wow, really? Yep. That's weird. We were mm-hmm. both literally thinking the same thing about that. It's like, you know, whenever you're in school, and I can remember this when I was in, when I was in elementary school. Yes, I actually was. In, in school with actual other people. I, I have not been looking at a computer my whole life, just to let y'all know that. But anyway, you know, you know, but anyway, when the teacher leaves the room, you don't have the accountability to be quiet or not look at the other person's uh, uh, quiz paper or, or well, I guess it's not yeah. paper anymore. I know what you're saying. You know, paper anymore, but you know what I'm saying. You know, like, no talking out loud, no looking at the other person's paper. Just overall, you don't have that person telling you, no, you shouldn't do this, you should be doing this instead. Correct. And when we don't have that, we obviously lose focus on our main goal, which from a school standpoint is obviously get good grades and follow the rules and don't take the easy way out. Right. And all that kind yeah. of thing. You know, and obviously one example from the Bible that you can think of of, of a person who was battling with accountability was uh, David. Yeah, that's a big example. <laughs> yeah. Big example. Uh-huh. You know, he well, the reason why I bring that up, though, is, you know, like, obviously, for those of you who know the story about David and Bathsheba, he should have been out fighting in the war and say he was back at home chilling in his castle or palace or whatever he, he was in, you know, but once he put himself in that position and didn't have that accountability on himself, he allowed himself to cross one line with a commitment to hold the next one. Yep. And, and, you know, but slowly over time, that mm-hmm. kind of refers back to the first part. He kept drifting away slowly, but surely as the story went on, he kept drifting away and not having the accountability and he was losing focus on what he was supposed to do. And it obviously eventually led to really bad things happening for him and the son that would be born with Bathsheba mm-hmm. and just that whole thing. I mean, obviously good eventually came out of it, you know, cause that's what 
and God does. But that whole process, just an overall statement, uh, David had a goal of obviously being a godly man, being a man after God's own heart, which he was, but he allowed himself to drift and lose his accountability, and that eventually led to, you know, not-so-great things happening. You know, so, all right. I say all that to say this. What are you going to do differently in 2021? That's obviously a thing that you can say for, you know, say we have New Year's resolutions for. But but here's what I have to say. If you have a list of New Year's resolutions that you may or may not have already failed already because we're already halfway through January or over halfway through January, just take that list and throw it away. Oh, that's a hot take. Just take that list and throw it away. I'm not saying don't try to accomplish your goals. I'm not saying that. Just hang on a minute with me here. I'm going to eventually tell you what to do instead. (laughs) Bring it home. Okay. Instead of focusing on something to do in 2021, let's focus on one word. Who? Who do you want to be in 2021? Who do you want to become by the end of 2021, by... By December 31st, 2021, before we reach January 1st, 2022, who do you want to be by the end of this year? Who do you want to become by the end of this year? And this is the statement that I heard about this lesson. I thought it was really cool, so I thought I'd say it. When we figure out who we want to be and who we want to become, the who will shape our do. Mm-hmm. When we know who we are and what we want to become, we will know what to do from that point on. So we'll know what to do in 2021 and what goals we want to accomplish in 2021 because of who we want to become in 2021. I see you I see you kind of rubbing your beard there. You're kind of thinking about this yeah, a little bit. I'm interested. Also, I realized how janky my beard was. I needed to fix it too. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. That's cool. But both. But, but I, you, got, but, you got the wheels turning. That's for both. sure, man. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but like here's my challenge for you, the audience, as well as you, Neil, I want to make you kind of think about this yeah. too. Think of one word that describes who you want to become in 2021. And, you know, and if you can, maybe find a piece of scripture that goes with that. So when you're feeling like you're kind of, like I said, either drifting away from your goals, go back to that passage of scripture or just think of that word and remind yourself to stay focused on what your goals are in 2021. You know, and, you know, and like I said, once we find out, who we are, who we want to become, we'll know what to do and what our goals are going to be from that point on. The word I chose for myself is secure. I want to be secure in 2021. Cool. And, you know, and I'll give you kind of a backstory why I chose that word. You know, like obviously this is my last full semester of uh, taking college classes at a community college. And here this fall, I'm going to be transferring to uh, transferring to North Greenville University as I already mentioned a little bit earlier. So I want to be secure and not only myself, but I want to be secure in, in Jesus because I know there's going to be challenges this year. There is every year, but obviously with the new change of scenery for me, obviously going to a college with a couple thousand other people that I don't know, being in a situation I've never been in before and I, you know, and obviously just growing up and being on my own, it's something I'm not used to doing. I'm, you know, like, I'm sure you can probably relate a little bit to when you first went off to school. Oh, yeah. You know, you have these similar feelings like that, Mm -hmm. you you know, but I want to feel secure in 2021, knowing that no matter what happens this year, uh, I can feel secure in knowing that Jesus is with me and God's with me through all of it. And that no matter what trials I go through, he's always there and I can overcome those challenges. And the passage of scripture that I took that from is Psalm 46, one that says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I know that's a very, you know, short passage of scripture, but I felt like it fits me really well because whether it's good times or bad times, I know that God's with me through all of that. So, right. So to kind of bring it back around, I want to say, I, like I said, I encourage all of you to go find your word for 2021. Just find that one word that you can summarize and that describes who you want to be in 2021. And I promise you that once you do that and we, you know, and we stay focused on getting our, our goals, once we, once we know who we want to become, those goals that we set will, 
will be a lot easier to follow if we're focused on what we're doing and we're focused on having accountability and just staying focused on our goals that we have. So I hope that didn't sound too uh, discombobulated or all over the place, but, but that was just a message that, that when I heard it, I really liked it. It was very encouraging to me and it made me definitely think about a lot of things. And I just hope that you can take this and, Find your word for 2021 as well. So. Yeah, that's that's a great Devo um, slash sermon to start, yeah, off, I know. start off season two. I know. It was a little bit longer today. It kind of took me a while to explain everything, but I hope I didn't I, – I, I just hope I didn't cause you guys to fall asleep during this podcast. Well, hopefully they're not driving. I'm just kidding. No, uh, you, you, had, you had me dialed in the whole time, and I'm sure they, they did as well. But, yeah, that's awesome, Cody. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, man, sure thing. Well, cool. Well, we'll be back with some sports. All right, sounds good. Let's go. All right, for the first time in Season 2 of Reverend Bible, it is sports time. Time to update y'all on the week that was and the week that is so far in the world of sports. This is The The Weekly Weekly Score. Hey, I got it. Let's get things started off by getting my buddy James Money on the phone. Uh, he is conveniently quarantined right now because he tested positive for COVID last weekend. Oh, he's man. feeling fine. We'll catch up on him, see how he's feeling and things like that, and we'll talk some football. Let's get James on the line. All right, we got James on the line. James, what's up, dude? How you doing? What's going on, Neil and Cody? Thanks for having me back. What's up, James? How's it going, man? This is the first time I've actually gotten to talk to you in person, or I guess not in person, but talk to you on on the podcast together, so this is kind of cool, man. Yeah, man, it's good. I I enjoy jumping on with Neil uh, when you were on your little sabbatical there. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I'm excited to jump on. This is something I've been wanting to do uh, since uh, episode one. When uh, Neil told me about this idea you guys had, and um, I've been a faithful listener, so well, thank good. you. It's good to get on with you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. And we we told everybody in a little intro that you you know you you can't taste or smell too good right now, so uh, you, you you seem to be doing all right. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I mean, I'm surviving through the coronavirus. Um, I think everybody has a different story on how it's affected them, so I don't want to make make it too light, but. Uh, it's really just been the taste and smell thing to me. Uh, I, I wasn't able to enjoy my my keto pizza I tried to eat. <laughs> oh, uh, it did. Could you enjoy that if you were able to that, taste anyway? I mean, I was hoping so. <laughs> I, I didn't know, but Friday night I picked it up. It was going to be our special Friday night dinner, and paid thirteen dollars for a oh, keto man. pizza, and it tasted like cardboard. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I, I that's unfortunate. That doesn't have a taste, but. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, we're glad that you're still you're feeling good so far. Hope hopefully the taste and smell is the only thing that affects you. But uh, I, we figured we you know take advantage of you you know since you're so busy sitting in your bedroom playing Xbox um, right now that uh, we'd get you on and get you get some sports takes from you. That's about it. Either play Xbox or watch Sports Center. So. That's right. That's right. Well, cool deal. Well, I'll go ahead and ask you this because everybody in the on the tw- on our Twitterverse, which is you know the Panthers Twitterverse. And, you know, left and right, people on Charlotte Sports Radio, all they're talking about oh, yeah. is Deshaun Watson. And what what are the odds of that happening? So I'll, I'll start out with asking you this. What would you be willing to give up for Deshaun Watson to be able to Carolina Panthers? Man, I, I don't know what I'd be willing to give up exactly because I don't want to part with Christian McCaffrey and I don't want to part with Brian Burns. Um, but I think one of those two guys would have to end up going to Houston. I think so too. Uh, to to yeah. bring in Deshaun Watson, I, the, the the asking price is going to be too much. So I I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, I even without tell, those two guys at least. Yeah, without the with without at least one of those, and I I think McCaffrey would be would be on that trading block if you want to call it a trading block for sure. But you know, I mean, 
I'm not a betting man per se. I think there's more ways to spend your money. I like to invest my money in uh, food that goes in my stomach, which makes my stomach larger rather than my bank account larger. <laughs> um, but the betting gods right now for Deshaun Watson landing, the Panthers are the favorite at plus 600, which is just astounding to me. You know, people thought left and right. We've seen photoshops of Deshaun Watson, I think, in every jersey in, in the league. Yeah, I know. It seems but like it. The fact that there's plus 600, it, it gives you a little false hope or, or some hope, don't you think? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the betting odds, Neil, because uh, I was going to bring that up too. With the Panthers being the the number one team favored by Vegas, I mean, like, like you said, I'm not a big be- better either. Uh, I just want, wonder if we have enough um, to give up for Watson, sure, uh, with, without throwing one of those two guys that um, I think are the future of our team already um, that we already have. Um, but he's, he's definitely a guy that's worth making a move for. Um, I don't. I don't know if you realize this, but his cap hit this year is only ten million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I mean, that that ten million dollars that's a that's a third of what Russell Wilson's getting paid, mm-hmm. a third of what Aaron Rodgers is getting paid. I mean that that that's something you can move on and make a win now move with. Oh yeah. Uh, that which also it would take them to the next because level. There is one team on that list. Um, that is known to have a lot of cap issues who would love to have a quarterback for a cheap price like that. Right. Uh, and they're down there in New Orleans. That's right. I and mean, they, they, they've got them a cap hit already at over $100 million. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's just – that stresses me out, and I have nothing to do with that team or anywhere close to it. But just the fact that you – you know, that – oh, man, that just stresses me out. I'm sweating just thinking about it. But I'll, while we got you on the phone, I'll ask Cody this, and I'll ask you, Cody, if you – if the Panthers called you, if David Pepper uh, called you right now. I'm not sure why he would, but well, okay. I, yeah, well, I don't know why he would either. Uh, who would want, I'm just kidding. But if he called you right now and said, Cody, you are in charge of this decision. Okay. Like a, it's like the Matrix, green or red pill or blue pill kind of deal. Okay. okay? So you, we either trade for Deshaun Watson okay. right now and get him, or we trade up in the draft a few spots and make sure we get a guy like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Which one are you doing? Are you trading up in the draft and getting a rookie? Okay. Or are you trading for Deshaun Watson? Well, okay. Well, there are obviously advantages and disadvantages to both. The advantages with getting Watson are you would be getting a, for sure, franchise quarterback. He's already proven that he's he can be that with Houston. And if he went to Carolina, I think he would get enough talent regardless of a trade where he could at least have a starting point, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously the disadvantage would be, you would have to, like James said just a minute ago, you would have to give up at least Brian Burns or Christian McCaffrey. And that would obviously not be a great move in the eyes of fans as far as tr- giving that up. But as far as having really solid quarterback play, I think that'd be good. Plus another disadvantage would be you, you'd still have Teddy Bridgewater's contract <laughs> on the roster and trying to figure out how to work that out because wasn't his like a three year sixty million dollars was something it? like that it was and something along those lines so it was a yeah. you know so like it was obviously not like the largest contract ever but it was a pretty good chunk mm-hmm. you know for a team and only one year into that contract you're already thinking about getting another quarterback so that's obviously something but <laughs> you know that's obviously something to have to think about but here's the thing though if you trade up in the draft obviously you could get a quarterback on a much smaller contract and a rookie contract quarterback that you could put either under or over Teddy, whichever you feel is the better option. It'd be a definitely quarterback competition, I think going into the year. Um, so that would be good. And getting a guy like a Zach Wilson quarterback, I think would be good. If Justin Fields is still on the board, depending on how high they could trade up, that could be a possibility. But um, obviously the disadvantage of that would obviously be the quarterback controversy, and I don't think any team wants to have a quarterback controversy on their team. I mean, obviously – we already do, so. Well, (laughs) that is true. But like an even larger quarterback controversy that the Panthers already have. But if I had to choose, after saying all that, if I had to choose, I would say I think it's worth the risk of of trading one of the – players to get Deshaun Watson okay I think that Deshaun Watson if he can be happy in Carolina because I think he would be going even with trading one of those two players he'd be going to a better situation than he's already in just because he's not with Houston well, yeah anywhere is better than Houston so right James so, same thing for you which which one if you were in charge of that decision which one? Oh, without a doubt it's, it's taken Watson yeah 
Um, the take take the guaranteed asset. Um, you, you know what you're getting. You've already got him locked in on a long term deal that he, he just signed recently with the Texans already. Exactly. You, right. That's why I was thinking. Negotiate a new deal. Um, you've got the weapons around him um, with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson both being back. Um, I I, ju- I jump all over it, even if it did mean uh, having having to give up McCaffrey or Burns. Um, yeah, that, that's a solid, that's a solid sweep on on the show. That's, that's my opinion too. I mean, that is a more expensive in the long in the long run investment. Right. Either way is an inve- investment. Either way is going to have risk. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh yeah. But I would much rather get him versus trading up in the draft because you get somebody like Sean Watson, who right now is arguably maybe top five, push up top eight quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah. And you get him. That turns Carolina into a free agent destination where the play, people want to play with a good quarterback, right? You know, and eventually where you know we get depending on who we have to give up, how much we have to give up, and how much money we have after it's all said and done. Because even though, like James brought up, he's a, it's a super cheap investment this year mm-hmm. if we get him, right? But as the years goes on, oh, it's going to get a lot more expensive up to like thirty-seven million one year, thirty-six one year. But it, but as far as long term guarantee, you have at least right now you know he's a proven quarterback rather than a risk that exactly. you could get in the draft. So so my yeah, I think as a whole uh, on this this little segment, ex- absolutely if if it's there and the Panthers don't take a chance at it and somebody else gets him, just say like the Saints or the Falcons get him, or somebody like Miami gets him for something that we could have easily done. I say we, meaning the Carolina Panthers. I have nothing to do with the Carolina Panthers. But <laughs> when if that if that happens and they could have easily got it done, it's going to be frustrating. So, But we'll, we'll scoot on from that. Um, James, let's, let's kind of get your predictions for this coming weekend. we got the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. We'll start out with the NFC Championship. we got the Bucks facing the Packers going up to the snowy, potentially snowy Lambeau Field. Uh, does Tom Brady and the Bucks become the first team to, to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium? No, they yeah, don't. Absolutely uh, not. I, I just don't see a way that Tom Brady and the Bucks can go into uh, – Neil, but – uh, the the high on Sunday uh, at Lambeau Field is 29 degrees <laughs> with a 40 percent chance of snow. Oh boy! Uh, they, they, those Buccaneers plane and immediately know that they're not in Florida anymore. Um, now I'm not worried about Brady playing in the snow. Obviously, he's got sure. um, success doing that um, up in New England for so many years. Um, he's thrived in that weather. Um, but I don't know if the other guys can do it. If Mike Evans or Chris God, I think God was hurt anyways. Uh, but whoever it might be that's out there, uh, those are a lot of tight hamstrings. Leonard Fournette hasn't played in weather like this. Um, Ronald Jones Ronald is Jones. dealing with muscle issues in his legs. Um, that that Buccaneers offense is going to score enough points to match Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and I, yeah, I agree with you on that. And me and Cody are going to talk about that a little bit later too. And um, what's your thoughts on the AFC Championship? Right now, we don't know if Mahomes is going to play. I've, I've heard that he's in protocol. I've heard that he doesn't have a concussion. He might not play. He might play. What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it definitely rests on the shoulders of uh, Patrick Mahomes. And by resting on the shoulders, of course, we mean his head, right? Um, his head has to be okay. He cannot be concussed. And he's got to be able to pre- uh, pass the protocol, um, which I feel like the NFL is going to find some way to get him past oh, yeah. uh, the, the protocol. Uh, but he's still going to go without practicing. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't think the Bills have enough um, to win. I, th- I think their their defense is good. Um, I, I I don't know if they can run the ball in Kansas City, and um, that's that's what you need to to, to win games like this. Um, especially if Patrick Mahomes isn't playing, mm-hmm. uh, they, they need the ability to take take the air out of the ball, um, have some long, sustainable drives. And I just don't know if the Bills can do that. Uh, I think defensively, if Mahomes doesn't play, it's going to be a great game. Um, and it's going to be a great game regardless. But I still think the Chiefs will be too much. Yeah, I think you're on the Chad Henney bandwagon too, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> anything is possible. Yeah, yeah Cody, that, Cody that, said anything is possible. 14 where he got 13 and a half yards. <laughs> Man, that, that was a killer for Cleveland fans. Yes, it was. But I think they were just happy to be there in the first yeah, place. It's going to be exciting for sure, man. Well, well, appreciate you jumping on for us for 10 minutes or so. We're glad to hear that you're doing all right. We hope you continue to feel better. Um, don't get Carpal Tunnel playing too much Xbox. And uh, <laughs> we'll watch some Hornets on Friday since we're not playing on Wednesday.
All right, guys. Sounds good. All right, man. Appreciate it. Oh, one more thing. Hey, quick question. Um, are Tennessee football players considered volunteers if they get paid to come there? Hey, what's in the McDonald's bag? We'll never know. <laughs> um, I just know it's, it's great to be a Tennessee ball. There you go, man. <laughs> well, cool deal. Well, we'll see you next time, buddy. All right, cool, man. So, Cody, what, what's your prediction for this weekend with, with both games? All right, so for the Packers versus the Bucks, I'm going with the Packers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with James on this one. I'm going to say that even though the Packers did lose, lose big to the Bucks earlier in the season, they lost, I think, what was it, like 38 to 10 yeah, or something that, that something like that. Tampa, but that was in Tampa. That was in Tampa, which is a huge difference because it's like James said, playing in Lambeau is a whole lot different than playing in Tampa Bay, Florida. It's a whole lot different atmosphere. Obviously, whether there's going to be snow at the game or not, it's going to be freezing. Yeah, so, which is something Tampa Bay is not used to. If 40% chance of snow in, in Green Bay, it's the same thing as 30% chance of snow in Boone when it snowed all day that yeah. day, <laughs> then they're in for a blizzard, okay? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Well, plus two, Neil, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers has been playing like an absolute MVP. If he doesn't win MVP this year, I'm going to be he's going upset. To. He's going to. I, I mean, like he's just been lights out this season, man. He has been playing the best in – I mean, obviously he's been playing – Great, but this is his best year he's had in since the you know like this is his best year he's had since you can say you feel the most confident in him since the last time they went to the Super Bowl. You could argue last year you're pretty confident too because they were almost there last year. But I think Rodgers took the loss in the championship game last year like Michael Jordan. He took it personally, and he um <laughs> you knew I had to make that there joke. You, you knew I had to make that joke. But anyway. I think he took that loss very seriously, and I think now he's going to come back. He's saying, you know what? I know this is Tom Brady, and I know the Bucks are a good team, but I think we're even better, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. So I have confidence in home field advantage for Green Bay as well as just Aaron Rodgers' play and just the whole Packers offense as a whole. I think the Packers are going to win this one. All right. Well, what about AFC Championship? For the AFC championship game, it's obviously going to depend on Patrick Mahomes' status for sure. Um, If he does come back, which I'd be surprised if he doesn't because I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to make sure he comes back. But if he comes back, if he comes back, then I would say Kansas City is going to win. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win by a lot, though. It's not going to be a big uh, it's not going to be a big blowout game like that. It's going to be a competitive game. This is going to be the Chiefs' toughest test in the playoffs they've had. I know they've only played one game. Well, I mean, there's a tough Cleveland team, though. But the game against Cleveland was really tough, and no one really expected Cleveland to do that much. Mm-hmm. And that was with Pat Mahomes in the game for most of the time. So right. if so, if the Bills can bring as much pressure or even more pressure than than the Browns did in their last game then the Bills can make a run at it. I'm not saying that they're going to win because it's hard to bet against that Chiefs team. That Chiefs team is loaded. They're really good, both sides of the ball. And that's even without Patrick Mahomes playing. I mean, they got good receivers, good O-line, good, a lot of good players on defense. So I just think the overall firepower of the Chiefs is going to just be a little bit too much for the Bills. I'm not saying they're going to roll over them. I don't think that at all, especially after the Cleveland game. But – It'll make for a really competitive game, whether Mahomes plays or not. If Mahomes plays, it's going to be obviously, I think, a sealer. But either way, it's going to be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it for cool. sure. Cool. So, so you're in. I'm the Packers and Packers Chiefs. Packers and Chiefs, just like James had, right? Yes. But depending on Mahomes, right? Which depending he, on he, Mahomes, he, he thinks Chiefs are going to win. Regardless. Either way. Okay. Uh, um, as for me, I think the Chiefs are going to win either way. I know that's kind of a hot take because Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, but I think either way the Chiefs are going to win. So Okay, so both of y'all are th- thinking it's the original matchup of the AFL-NFL championship. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so guess what? And I'm not doing this just because it's y'all and just because y'all both said it. <laughs> are you sure? This, I'm, I'm positive, okay? <laughs> okay. Now, I will say one of them is a little bit more out there, and I'm kind of reaching, but one I'm been, I've stayed true to since the first episode of this podcast. Right. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and give you my Super Bowl matchup, and I'll explain what my matchup is. Okay. My Super Bowl matchup is Bucks and Bills in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Okay. 
So here's my explanation as to why. Why? Okay? I think the Bucks are more of a reach than the Bills are. Okay. Okay. And 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 I'll and I'll get to the Bills in just a second. I I think that you know people are saying the Bucks have played the two easiest teams in the playoffs, which they have. Yeah. Okay. They, they played have. the Washington football team, where Taylor, yeah Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke, who was a backup in the XFL. Okay. He was a practice squad he player was this year. Practice squad player this year. He was third string on the Panthers the year before, and he was a backup in the XFL. Started a playoff game for the Washington football team. And almost won. Almost they, did. They came a whole lot closer than people gave him credit for. Yes. And, I mean, this might be a little hot take as well. Maybe besides Taylor Heineke, he played the worst quarterback in the playoffs this year, Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees is Drew Brees. But, I mean, right. Drew Brees is not the Drew Brees that we know right now. It's because he's, he's he's aging. He's getting old. And no. as of right now, we think he's retired. Right, he hasn't officially announced it yet. But, right, but I mean, things have definitely seen that he way. He couldn't get the ball to Michael Thomas, you know. Michael not Thomas once, is, which was Michael Thomas's Twitter name is "Can't Guard Mike." He should change that now because they guarded him pretty good the other night. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. But you know, so they've had a pretty easy road to the NFC Championship. Yes, the Packers have also had a pretty easy road as well. They had to they played the Rams. Okay, yeah, not hating on the Rams one bit. I was tremendously proud of them going up to Seattle and beating the Seahawks the way they did. Yes, with, for sure. With having a hurt Jared Goff coming in to replace the other guy. Right, I can't remember the other guy's name, but I I can just there's something in in my gut saying that Tom Brady's going to find a way to beat Tom Brady again. Okay, that is true because and here's the thing though when thinking about this matchup it was hard for me. Because you're you're basically choosing between the two most clutch quarterbacks that we mm-hmm. have right now. Rodgers and Brady are both very clutch quarterbacks. When it comes right. to big situations, both of them have proven multiple times that they can deliver in the clutch. I just pick Green Bay just because I think I think the factors that can make Green Bay have an advantage. I think they're going to have okay. Aaron yeah, Rodgers play in the home field advantage. And I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the Packers at all. Mm-hmm. They're the best team in the playoffs besides the Chiefs right now. Right, on paper. Oh yeah. But the the Bucks are the only team that were able to get the their defense was the only one able to get to Rodgers consistently and be in his head that whole game. That's they true. can do that again. They got a serious shot of playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That's which that's, which that's the first time before. ever. Right, never, right? Has yeah. never been done before. I yeah. think the last team that was close to doing it was the Vikings. They were in the NFC Championship a couple of years ago after the Minneapolis yeah. miracle yeah. against the Saints, which, you know, this against Saints is even more funnier. Um, but, okay, here's Bills and Chiefs. Okay. All right. I think that if if Mahomes is out, I have no problem in saying the Bills win this football game. Really? Uh, and if, if Mahomes is in – I could see them winning because he's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, don't call him Pat. Mama don't, his mama don't like when people call him Pat, call him Patrick. All right? But I can see. Okay. With that knowledge now known, I'm very sorry to Patrick Mahomes' mom. Yeah, I really a, apologize a, now. Write a letter. Right I now. hope that you can uh, find it in your heart to forgive me about maybe, that. Maybe do a TikTok since his brother's always on there dancing, doing something. <laughs> okay? But I don't know, man. I've, I mean, you can listen back to episode one where we read – preseason predictions and I jumped on the Bills train then. I'm not a Bills fan by any means, okay? Right. But I, I like what they're doing up there. Oh, I've yeah. always thought a lot of Sean McDermott, especially when he was the DC here in Carolina. That's true. And they got, I mean, probably a quarter of their rosters for him, Panthers too. You yeah. Know? And, but they're just, they find ways to do the little things right. And the, the biggest little thing, I know that's kind of oxymoron. The biggest, the little, biggest thing? little thing? that I've seen in the playoffs so far was that, and it sounds like it, it should be a big thing, but I think it was a little thing, was the 101-yard pick six yes. against the Ravens. Anybody else in that situation would have either downed the ball and got a touchback or tried to get out and got tackled at like the four and then put the team in a terrible spot to start that drive. Right. That guy was knew he was going to score as soon as he – intercepted that pass. Oh, yeah. And it's the little things that gave him the drive to get that pick six that just completely took the entire air out of the Ravens' sideline. Yes. Okay? Which they didn't have much to begin with, I mean, after Justin Tucker missed a couple of field goals. And, I mean, that – that was, yeah, like, that was which, weird just to see. That was weird know? to see him miss that. Exactly. That was so but, weird to see Justin Tucker not be Justin Tucker. But, I, I, man, I just I, – I think the Bills are going to win the game. And I, I really hope they do. I could definitely see that happening, though. I mean, like, here's the thing. I could definitely see them winning without Pat Mahomes. I mean, obviously, I picked them either way, and I still think the Chiefs can do it. But I could definitely 100% see the Bills winning this game, no problem. Like, 
I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills win this game, especially if Pat, sorry, Patrick Mahomes is not playing. <laughs> there you go. Cool deal. Well, hey, either way, we got a fun weekend of football coming up. That's for sure. Looking forward to that. All right, you got some basketball. Let's do some basketball, and then we'll get out of here, Cody. All right, man. All righty. So, for basketball, because – it's really the only other big sport, well, other than hockey, but we, you know, but we don't really talk about that. But it's really the only other big sport that's being played right now because my MLB season isn't going to start for a few months. So this is what I got to do to take that up. So anyway, NBA basketball, the power rankings just came out today. Now this is based off the last week of play, not the whole season. So just keep that in mind. So. I was looking at this a little bit earlier today, and there were a few that obviously stood out. A few of them I thought that kind of fit. Number one is the Lakers, obviously. There, you know, the Lakers, obviously. Number two is the Clippers. Ooh. Number two is the Clippers. They're ten and four, which obviously isn't bad, and they've played good recently. But it did surprise me to see that the Clippers were two, the Jazz were three. Okay, I could see, I could maybe see that. The Bucks were fourth. And the Nets are fifth. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep climbing. And they'll keep going up. Now, obviously, they bumped up a lot because they were at number 11, I think, last week. And I was obviously, you know, and that was obviously before the James Harden trade. Which, Speaking of New Year's resolutions and losing weight, whatever diet James Harden yeah, got I know. on between his last game in Houston and the first game in Brooklyn, I need to get on that quick. I know that, man. That That's was a, crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know wearing black made you look that that much more slim or slimmer. I, I always heard darker colors are slimming. Right. That's why I try to wear dark colors all the time. I, you never <laughs> see me in just a plain white t-shirt. But yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Uh, like once I saw those pictures, I thought that was insane. And we're yeah. talking about like a, and we're talking about a post that that was posted James Harden's. Last game in Houston versus his first game in Brooklyn, and the difference was amazing. Maybe maybe wearing powder blue is just that fattening. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But so the Nets are fifth, and like you said, I'm sure they'll keep climbing because obviously right now they got the Harden and Durant dynamic uh, duo. But I think once they get uh, Irving back, and this is as of this recording, he's not come back yet, but they said that he'll probably come back Wednesday. So by the time this podcast comes out, he may have already played he's again. Just, he's just been out harvesting sage to burn in the locker room again. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, but, like, once those three come together, if it works out, because it could not work out, because I know how big threes maybe don't work out. But this could potentially, this is a hot take here, this could potentially be one of the best big threes that we have seen. And I'm saying that because there's no clear number three. Okay. Like with, like with. Uh, There's not a Chris Bosh. Right. And like, it's funny you say that because I was literally just about to bring up, yes, there was the big three in Miami, but you knew who was number three and that was Chris Bosh. I mean, no offense to Chris Mm Bosh, but you could tell he was definitely the third wheel there. And you can make the argument that for Golden State, there was no third wheel, but I would make an argument that Clay Thompson was probably the third wheel there just because of the popularity yeah. of Curry and Durant. I'm not saying Thompson doesn't didn't play good because he did, but that's probably the only other big three that I can think of that you could say there was no clear number three. But I think as far as just overall production, I think that the Nets could be one of the best big threes that you could see, assuming that the chemistry works out. We don't know yet because it really we'll hasn't happened yet, but it could be. Where's my, my, where's my Men of Teal Charlotte Hornets? Where that, are they on the power rankings? That's what I was just about to bring up. They are number 18 on the power rankings, which actually... I'm okay with that. Which was the same as last week. So they like they didn't go down, they didn't go up. They may have gone up, obviously, if they had won more games, obviously. <laughs> that sounds like classic Charlotte but, Hornets basketball. Right? They didn't get better or they got worse. They stayed the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah for sure. But, but, it didn't, but it didn't help that... Uh, LaMelo Ball did not have the greatest week in this last week. His Obviously, his first week in the NBA was amazing. and Obviously, he didn't play bad the last week. It just wasn't those same those same numbers that he was putting up his first part of the week. You know, like obviously, a lot of people around here are saying you should go ahead and start him. It's really hard to put that in, though, because 
the the only the only person you could take out is obviously Devontae Graham because you can't mm-hmm. bench for Terry Rozier. No, no, you, you can't not. bench Rozier. Like you could only bench Graham, and it's really hard to bench Devontae Graham because he's either on or he's off. Mm-hmm. He's not like Rozier. I think Rozier is more consistent between him and Graham, but you bench Devontae Graham and then risk him not having a twenty plus point game like mm-hmm. he had. I think the last game he had like twenty points sure. or close well, to it. Lamelo's he's playing starter minutes right now. Anyway. Right, for he's sure. Not, he's not on that. I was about to say, but like he's, he's not like he's not there at tip off. Right. But he's playing he's playing starter minutes and and that's that's Lamelo Ball's not playing minutes like the Martin twins. No. I mean the Martin twins are playing but they're not getting starter minutes. Lamelo's no. getting starter minutes. Yeah right. And, you know, if, if you want to make a little hot take of this, I think they need to take a few minutes from one of the Martin twins and give it to Malik Monk to see what we got. If anything, as like tape to show other people to trade for him, you know? Right. But, um, well, that's weird for Monk because after they got LaMelo, you knew his minutes were going well, down the drain he, after that. He also made some poor decisions. Right. Kind of led uh, to that anyway. Right. Of but, course. But, but once LaMelo started playing good with the additional minutes, mm-hmm. that really hurt but him. But people want LaMelo to start. I mean, I can, I, I can side with that too. And he's playing starter minutes, like I said, but that's going to bring some more fatigue. That's going to bring some more struggles when he's playing more minutes. He, looked explosive in the small amount of minutes that Borrego had had he had him playing yet at the beginning right. because he was in spurts and now he's playing a little bit longer time of the game which is giving him time to get used to it which is just you know just it's just part of the process I, and, and I, people don't need to freak out about LaMelo just yet I'm not I'm not really getting all up in arms about that either because here's the thing even though he's played rough he's still pretty much the best Rookie so far. Oh, in, he, he leads in, in the he NBA leads so rookies far. in every in every stat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like here's the thing: he's a point guard or he's a guard, and the, the ironic thing is, the only thing he's not leading in is points per game. Mm-hmm. And he's a guard. Yeah, he's leading in assists, rebounds, and everything. And he's a guard. You just wouldn't expect that well, from a guard normally. The size of a small forward. Well, <laughs> that obviously helps too. But just when you're looking by a positional standpoint, because you had another guy like. Anthony Edwards, who's, you know, like Anthony Edwards is a guard too, but he's not leading him per game or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, like, I mean, like maybe the only thing is points per game. That may be the only thing he has advantage of over ball. And that's been maybe the only thing. Speaking of uh, Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves, they are ranked number 30. Yeah. That way, uh, yeah. As you can tell, mm-hmm. obviously, um, um, and then obviously with the news too of uh, Cats, Carl Anthony Towns testing positive for COVID-19 again, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, which obviously our thoughts and prayers are out to him because I know he's had a rough year as well. Oh, yeah, COVID, a rough year. Like COVID yeah. was hard on him on the last him year. And his family as a whole. It's just awful just to think about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, so they were number 30, the Washington Wizards number 29, and the Miami Heat, the defending uh, – Eastern Conference champs are number twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. So they're definitely off to uh, definitely a pretty rough start to their season. And with all that being said, I just want to bring out one final point that obviously, at the time we're recording this, this is on Tuesday. So the Wizards Hornets game of schedule for tomorrow night will not be played. It'll they will postpone that game. And instead, our next game is going to be on Friday against the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, what's the league minimum for active players? Eight? It's eight and they have minimum six. players. The Wizards have six. And they have six. Yeah. Yes. So this has nothing to do with the Hornets. No. It's, it's well, like, the Wizards having contact tracing and all that craziness going on within their organization or with their team. Which is definitely a plus for the Hornets because this is the first time this season that they have had to not play a game. Yeah. Because of COVID concerns where it's their team or a different team. Well, you know what? Like, really the only – thing that's hurt them is that they don't have Cody Zeller. That's the only mm-hmm. bad thing that's happened to the team so far this well, season. I mean, as far that, as injuries or COVID I, goes. I, I know the players want to play. Don't get me wrong. But they need to take full advantage of this five-day break. Well, it's going to be a three-day break. But they need to take yes. advantage of the two extra days they're going to get to literally just recharge. Because, I mean, as quickly as they're trying to cram this season in before the Olympics, you know, I mean, they started late. They're going to end way early than what they're used to. Right. And I think they've. Pl- I think there was a stretch where they played ten games in sixteen days. I mean, that's that's a lot of minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot of minutes on the court playing competitive basketball. You know, of course, you're in the gym every day, getting your shots in and things like that. But playing competitive basketball in an actual game, right? Ten times within sixteen. That's, so that takes a toll. Not not that's to mention a lot. the travel and things like that, and all the other regulations they're having to worry about and things like that. Right. But yeah, take advantage of this, Gordon. Hayward, take advantage of this. Oh okay? yeah, I bet. Um, you know, Cody Zeller, take advantage of this. Of course. Too. I mean, the the more that you're rehabbing, the quicker you're going to get back on the court. And we need a big man back on the court. I was about to say, 
No offense to Biombo. I've made it my tradition when I watch horror games now just to make fun of him. Just mm-hmm. Not because he's a bad player, but, you know, obviously because he's not a bad player. I mean, he wouldn't be in the NBA if he wasn't a bad basketball player. Oh, well. you, you know, I mean, <laughs> one, can, one can make an argument for that, obviously. But there's a big difference between when Cody Zeller is on the floor and when he's on the floor. Absolutely. But I'm glad that they got Washington running some center. Yeah, I think that's he, good for him. He's, he's more of a four, but, yeah, it's it's helping. It's helping for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Co- Cody will be a, a will be it'll be much appreciated when Cody's back out there. Yeah, absolutely. And and if it don't work out, as as much as I would not like to say this, you know, Monk, Devontae Graham, some other guys could be expendable to invest in a new big man if you do it through trade. Could be or do it through not resigning them in off season and spending money on somebody else. I guess we'll have to find that out as the season progresses for sure. That's right. All right, so I guess that's going to do it for this first episode of Season 2 of the Reverend Babble Podcast. I hope you guys have really enjoyed it, and just please make sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Make sure to follow us on social media. we got our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search Reverend, Reverend Babble. And make sure to follow us on all the different podcast things like all the different podcast apps or applications are like, you know, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, a whole bunch of other ones that we have out. You can go on anchor.fm slash reverent babble to find all of our different episodes and different places where we host our episodes. And I guess with that being said, we will talk to you guys next time. And we're 26 days away from the Daytona 500. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>